Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense for knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. And I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. Before we get started today, I would love to share some tools with you to help with stress and feeling overwhelmed, especially for the energetically sensitive person. Feel free to go to my store on my website at www.healingvitality.ca. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. Super excited today because I've got a person that I connected with years ago and we're connected again and I'm so excited to share her with you. Her name is Cheryl McDonald. And we just briefly reconnected again verbally because we've been connecting electronically. And I'm like, oh, yeah, old friend, let's go. (laughs) So, Cheryl, could you share a little bit about yourself with everybody so that they can get to know you? Sure. My name is Cheryl McDonald, and I'm a chiropractor. And chiropractor plus now, kind of going more into the why our biology does what it does. 42 years old. I've been a chiropractor for almost 10 years now and mom of two, age 18 months and five years old. Cool. That's busy. So 32, chiropractor school. How long is chiropractor school? It was four years. Four years. So what was your previous life? My previous life was basically trying to figure it out. So I graduated university with a degree in French, German, and international studies and knew that I needed to get more education to get to where I wanted to go in life. But I took some time to explore what that was. So I became a nanny and for a really wonderful family. And I did that for a long time. And as soon as I was on the track of trying to figure out what else I did, I realized I had to go back and do a lot of science. So I did that. So you went back to school. I did. How old were you then? Uh, like 26, 27, oh, cool. <laughs> something where, like that, yeah. Where were you a nanny? I was in Boston. Oh, cool. Yeah. Did you like Boston? I loved it. Mm. It's, it's I was a... supposed to go back, but I'm still very happy here. Okay. Yeah. And what took you, did the job take you to, like, are you from New Brunswick? Where are you from? Uh, so I'm from Moncton, New Brunswick, okay. and my parents moved me to North Carolina when I was almost 12. Uh, then from there, I was like, I want to get out of here. So I studied abroad in France, came back, moved to Boston as sort of that like adult life, getting away, yes. <laughs> going, going away and doing my own thing. And um, yeah. And then from Boston, I went to Portland, Oregon for school. So for ah, chiropractic school. Okay. Yeah. Oregon's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, everywhere is beautiful. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. I yeah. smiled when you said North Carolina and the age you moved and your reaction to moving at that age. Because 
I lived in North Carolina from three months old to two years old, and my parents fell in love with the place. So, oh, wow. yeah. That's a, that's a happenstance, eh? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've, we've traveled some of the same path. And I moved yeah. to Nova Scotia when I was 12. And again, like you, was like, oh, my gosh, what have you done to me? And yeah. my parents <laughs> loved Truro. And I was like, okay, get me out of here. And so got out of Dodge to go to university. And I was like, okay, finally a choice I made. Yay. (laughs) I can be myself, you know, so I get it. So what was schooling abroad like? Oh, um, I kind of, I think as a young child, you know, as a third, I always wanted to go, like, I always wanted to go to overnight camp. I always wanted to be away and like maybe adventure or have experiences. So for me, Finland was a non-English speaking country that I was allowed to go to for studies. And it was just like, I don't know, it's immersing yourself in someone else's culture. It's amazing. So yeah, there was that. How old were you when you decided to go to Finland? Like 18 or 19. I turned 19 there. Yeah. Wow. So Northern Lights and all that fabulous sauna ing. Yeah. You got immersed in that for how long? That was three months. I I really wanted to stay, though. I was was crying because I had to come home. (laughs) It was was really beautiful there. So did you get billeted or did you have to get an apartment? Like It was with our university program, the exchange program. So we lived in dorm rooms or flats and we had sort of like a roommate. So I had a Finnish roommate who had been to the U.S. So she spoke really good English. A lot of people in Finland speak really good English. So it wasn't that hard to find someone. But uh, yeah, so the university set it up. It was quite easy. I mean, I was 19. So (laughs) it was really like a paved paved pathway. Okay. Wow. Well, and how enriching. I mean, you get immersed totally in the culture, like you say, in some other random, random place. Like what made you pick Finland? There was England and France and Germany and Finland and Finland, I think was a choice. So it was just, it was the one that I was excited about. I didn't, I don't know. I just wanted to go to a non-English. So my major was French and German. And I was like, I don't know. I'll just throw any other language in there and it'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Do you still communicate with people from there? No, it was, yeah. Too it was short. not necessarily the era of the internet. Right. Like the internet was kind of just kicking up. So right. I did for a while, but it's harder. Oddly enough, oddly enough, somebody I knew in Finland ended up being from the place where I went to study in France. So I met up with that person again. Oh. <laughs> I was like, this is so random. But random. Yeah. 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 So. Cool. And so yeah. when you went to France, how long were you there? Three months again? No, I was there for the whole year. The oh, school year. year. Okay. Yeah. Didn't make that mistake again. Only going for three months. Okay. <laughs> All right. So sad. And yeah. what made you choose Oregon? Like, are there, there's a few chiropractic schools in the United States, I would say. Yeah, there's eight, there's 18 or 19. Yeah. Schools. It was a school that was highly recommended by the person who was kind of giving me that understanding, the deeper understanding of what chiropractic was. And she didn't go to that school, but she always wanted to. And when I looked into schools, um, everybody has a, a kind of unique philosophy, and it just was the one that I was most excited about at the time, given my background and given just wanting to be a little bit more medicalized. We learned everything at that school like we could draw blood we could take blood labs it was really this interesting mix of 
the chiropractic practice with like a medical background, like functional medicine kind of. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of colleagues went into functional medicine. Okay. Okay. And, and now you've, you know, 10 years full on chiropractic itching, itching earlier than that when you were pregnant, maybe, I don't know, maybe you were birthing two things at the same time. When did you (laughs) get the uh, German new medicine itch? The German new medicine itch. When did that I come? think it was a natural curiosity, and I legitimately have no idea when that happened. Okay. But it's always something that's been on my mind. It probably yeah, it was probably around my first child. Just knowing that I think before him, so I don't think we're allowed to talk personal stuff here. It's up um, to you what you want to share, Cheryl. Yeah, it's going to no, the world. Di- <laughs> You're right. I was diagnosed with a cervical precancer, and I knew from knew from my personal choices that I wanted choices. Right. And I felt like I didn't have choices. But alas, I got pregnant with my first kid. And that was really, really good because they said, you know, you might not be able to carry a child after the surgery. And so I was like, oh, well, (laughs) like, it just so happens that I was supposed to go into surgery and I found out a week before that I was pregnant. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm goosebumpy. Yeah. I know. So... That doesn't mean that I got the to choose sort of the medical path that I wanted to, but it was it was definitely gave me time to put things into perspective and to learn more things. And yeah, and and then as life would have it, a few years after he was born, it just came onto my lap. Like a patient came in, said, Do you understand the connection between like the stress of the mind and the physical symptoms of the body and like do you believe that and I said well sure of course you know not really knowing what I was saying yes to Uh, (laughs) but knowing that there was something to it and they introduced me now to my instructor who has like just this amazing wealth of knowledge and experience in how the body heals itself uh yeah 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 I don't practice German new medicine I have not per se studied German new medicine but I am highly aware of German new medicine through people I've crossed paths with and, and how they have, they have studied it. And our conversations are always so interesting and seeing it's to me, health is like looking into a many faceted diamond or prism and you can get to the same place in a whole bunch of different ways, depending how you look at the prism. But there is always a deeper meaning or a deeper connection to what you see on the surface. There's always something inside what you see on the surface. And yeah, so German New Medicine. I really like the prism analogy because it's just, it is like that all these different facets of health are kind of part of the same prism, right? Yeah. Like, and, you know, I I work with energy, emotions, mental, physical, spiritual, but I don't come at it from the German New Medicine perspective. But when I overlay knowledge that I gain from people who have German New Medicine, I'm like, oh, yes, <laughs> there you go. That also like, applies. Well, yeah. We affirm each other. Like, yeah. We affirm each other in the knowledge that we have from different yeah. Approaches. I yeah. was talking to somebody the other day who was highly religious. And as I was talking to him, he's like, What are you talking about? You're like 
you know, I call myself a, I want natural, I want nature to lead. Doesn't mean I always get that, right? It's just that that's my ideal, that if we can study that, we can understand it in depth, uh, that to me is a better life. But he was like, wow, your approach is different, but it gets to the same place as my approach. You know, it's really cool. Mm, Yeah. And to me, underpinning all of it is the divinely led process, which gets me to intuition, right? Like underpinning all of it, whether it's an Aboriginal source or, you know, the Finnish sauna or German new medicine or, you know, emotion code, whatever, or Bach flower remedies or energy medicine or the food you eat, like all of mm-hmm. it is divinely yeah. intervened to me. So, so exactly. I used to put a lot of weight, right, on nutrition. You sort of, I think in learning, you put a lot of weight in one area only to find out that that's not the whole story. It's not the whole truth. So for me, like in my early, early 20s, it was all about nutrition. And I thought, man, I feel so amazing focusing on nutrition, realizing that that is a part of the story, but it's not the whole part of the story. So, but yeah, like I wouldn't want to go back and say like, I want to live on Cheetos again. Right. Yeah. Knowing that we still do need to eat but yeah. maybe not so strict. <laughs> yeah, 80-20. Even our nutrition has changed in our lifetimes to be inclusive of genetically modified stuff and inclusive of, of more pesticides. And, you know, the stuff that is labeled differently is the closer to the earth stuff, which is kind of bizarre. <laughs> but um, it is... It's, it's an awareness that the closer to the earth stuff is actually closer to real. Oddly, we get into patterns that there can be a comfort in knowing I'm doing my best and whatever you can afford, if you're doing your best, that's awesome. This isn't about food shaming, but it's yeah. about also being aware that we can do tiny little things, whether it's soaking fruit and vegetables in vinegar. We can do tiny little things to be supportive if we get curious. And that curiosity opens the door for intuition to lead you places. It's always fun. Like intuition is just such a fascinating, fascinating topic. I'm fascinated by it right now. So how does intuition come to you? It's such a funny story. When I went to school, you start to learn. And you're very much in that headspace of my brain has the power and my brain and my conscious brain have learned the things that are going to serve, right? And you walk away from intuition in a lot of ways because you're shoving this information into your brain and you're giving it priority and you're saying that it's more important because you have to get through the program, you have to answer the questions, you have to pass the tests, right? And then you know, for some people, maybe their heart has like is always in it and it's ever present and intuition is ever present. But for me, it was really hard to get back to the heart based intuition. And so it was people coming in and I just wanted to like learn more. And I still do that. I'm like, tell me, tell me more. Cause I'm always opening my mind to, to the energies in the world that aren't measured through science. Yeah. So it was actually in school that somebody had said that. Just because we can't measure it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. Yes. Was that a fellow student or was that a teacher? 
it was a practitioner, a chiropractor, who came in to help with that mindfulness. Incredible. Meant to show up in that class. Very much so. So in your new awareness that intuition is an equal partner to the brain or whatever kind of partnership, 20, 80, 80, 20, whatever kind of partnership it is, how do you receive it in your essence? Like, do you hear it? Do you feel it? Is it other people giving you messages? Is it music? Like, how does it, how does it work for you? And it can be 87 different ways. So how does it work for you? Yeah. In my personal life, I'm just trying to be more aware of things that come in. So, you know, it's a song in the morning. And right now, CBC is playing the song in the morning every morning. Share the vision, share the mission. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Thank you. Ah. (laughs) Um, So, you know, all the symbols, all the signs, all the all the numbers, you know, just being more aware and cognizant that things don't come to me by accident. They come to me on purpose. And I've been really blessed with that. And then aside from that, you know, when I'm in practice, I've learned recently that I'm a storyteller. So I'm trying to just open my mind to the stories that come into my head. I got a frog in my throat. Am I supposed to say this? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) It's um, your truth, maybe. Have you shared it before? Um, So I'm, Mm. I'm a storyteller and I'm learning that that's okay. Yeah. You know, that I don't have to talk about the science that I can share through experience and through stories. The the frog in the throat is interesting to me because that's not how you've practiced before. It's been sharing the science. And so becoming more true to your essence is sometimes a shift that requires removal of stuff that used to block it from happening innately. That's exactly it. No, exactly. So very cool. Very cool. So I am going to ask you if there's stories you want to share about how intuition has shown up in your life and, you know, how this storyteller thing, maybe if you want to share that part. Because I'm goosebumpy again, how this storyteller epiphany arrived in your in your world. Because it sounds like it is a, a pivotal thing for your journey to go ahead. Yeah. So I had my baby Clara at like uh, two weeks before this whole storm of an event happened, yeah. <laughs> and I basically was I want to say not bedridden, but. I was at home just trying to make it work to entertain like the five-year-old and my husband was home. It was phenomenal. Fantastic. But anyway, I ended up on TikTok and TikTok for some reason just kept like fulfilling me with spirituality and, and so on and so forth. And all of a sudden human design came my way. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Uh huh. Uh -huh. (laughs) Lovely stuff. And um, Very deep. that really, really, oh yeah, that really, really rocketed me into, oh my gosh, this resonates with me. I'm an investigator. I like to throw myself into new situations. So if I like experience something as a failure, it's really just more of a lesson, right? Mm-hmm. So I just got to know who I was a lot more and mm-hmm. I got to be excited about the things that make me me. And instead of comparing myself to everybody else, I get to hone in on who I am, Beautiful. which is quite honestly the journey that I'm really excited for everybody to be on. Yes, <laughs> like, I hear you. You know, it's me being a chiropractor is not trying to take away someone's pain. It's trying to help them find 
their best life. Yeah. So human design awesome. was really pivotal in that. I got the books. I was reading in depth about who I am. And yeah, even if it was just little blurbs on people from Instagram, just giving free information. It's so, there's so much out there. Without yeah. a doubt. I had this chat yesterday with people I was giving a seminar to on muscle testing, which is the gateway intuition if you're not connected mm-hmm. in one headspace. And we were talking about like the two people I was dealing with were both Pisces and they were like, both of them were like, yeah, there's parts of that that don't resonate with me. And I'm like, yeah, but that's because on the astrology side, you have two other planets that are two other signs that are part of who you are in a large way. And, and then in the numerology side, there's that. And you could be like a five, which has nothing to do with the the fish or whatever you know like or whatever like we just and then i said human design is another whole avenue where you're like oh this part also makes sense and so we are also that diamond with so many facets and so many unique different perspectives on things and how when we're born we are given identifiers we have a birthday of a time, planets are certain places, numbers are certain ways, blah, 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 blah. Not to mention like Western versus Vedic. Oh, and Chinese, like like the, what kind of Chinese animal you are, like in your calendar. Yeah. The Ayurvedic thing is a whole nother thing. Human design is like, if if you think horoscopes are deep, human design is like a chasm in the ocean. (laughs) One day I take my daughter out for a walk. I'm like, I'm, I'm just missing exercise, right? So I'm like, I'm getting out. And my dad called at the, at the moment that I was going out for a walk. And I was like, okay, I'll chat to him. He either talks or he doesn't talk, right? But we ended up having like a two-hour chat. I was ultimately, I was like, what time was I born, dad? <laughs> I love things at six in the morning, but I know it's after supper. So anyway, he comes back and he's like, I think it was 6.08. And then I talk to him and I'm telling him like, I'm just really curious about this human design thing because it really feels like it's lighting me up and it's giving me an understanding of my purpose. And I'm really connected with that. It's huge in my life this year. He said, Cheryl, I'm going to share with you two Bible passages. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I don't go to church. I don't read the Bible. It's overwhelming to me. I'm just not there yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he reads them and he reads this passage of like Psalms and he's like, this is literally the Bible telling you that you were born at the exact time you were born in, in God's plan, you know, beautiful that you, I, I can't, I can't do the conversation justice because it was too long ago for me to remember verbatim. But he said, that was my reading this morning. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> talk about intuition and like coincidence, not being, you know, happenstance that they're, they're very synchronous yeah. synchronicities. Absolutely. That was, Huge. That was cool. I'm yeah. full of goosebumps again. I'm like on yeah. a roll here. It just keeps coming yeah. in waves. Cheryl, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> goosebumps are my little truth uh, highlight underscore, you know, it's my yeah. exclamation point thing. So yeah, same here. And I was getting them too. So. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yeah. So are there any other stories you want to share about how intuition has shown up and given you any any other insights? I mean, the, what you've already shared is phenomenal. And I'm so excited for you that you've, you know, you're on this new course of, of becoming more of who you are. 
Yeah. Um, but is there anything else you'd like to share or speak to everybody about in terms of tuition? Well, I'm in this chasm between being a chiropractor and not being able to shut up about all this other stuff. Like, you know, <laughs> so in human design, specifically looking up your incarnation cross to see if that really lights you up, because it just is this paragraph on potentially like just guiding you into what you really are are meant to do it it's it lit me up it lit a fire under me to say okay this is my direction right now is that the storyteller so that's the it's the storyteller no it's a little bit more of that i i love the chiropractic work right people come in and i'm like here is an adjustment look it's way better but i've always really liked to explain and empower people Mm -hmm. So taking that to the next level and saying like, okay, I can empower you to feel less pain. (laughs) I can empower you to understand why you're experiencing this pain and the fact that you don't have to live with this your whole life. There's so many things that we've made up in our lives, the stories, the beliefs that we've made up. And now it's going on to this even bigger story of wanting people just to get, to get to like the juicy, juicy, juicy stuff, because to me, it's all about love. It's all about spreading, sharing, promoting love. And that's like, that's, that really feels like my calling. I don't want to label it chiropractor or anything else, but it's taking on a, a more of a coaching uh, t- title. Yeah. Awesome. Spreading the love is a huge purpose in the world. So right. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Good. Thank yeah. you so much for today. This has been fantastic. I'm so excited to talk about this stuff. It came at just the right time. Very thankful that you reached out and that we're connecting again. Me too. Me too. Until next time. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, Go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.